edition of Mysteries of the Bible. I am your host, Mr. Powers. I would like to introduce my co-host. St. James, how you doing, Mr. Powers, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Doing very good, sir. Very good. Looking forward to seeing what other mysteries will be coming out in today's segment or episode. That sounds great. Yep, we have a lot of information to bring out. Um, this is, a, a, like I mentioned, one of our special segments. This one is titled uh, The Christmas Special. So we're actually doing a part three, uh, possibly a part four, depending on how we do tonight. Um, like I mentioned, so much information going into um, what Christmas is all about, the origin of Christmas. Um, in the Mysteries of the Bible, um, the Christmas special part one and part two, we covered a lot of history, covered a lot of uh, information in the scriptures. St. James, um, to show you uh, where the origin of December the 25th, the actual date, well, not the origin, to show you that the date is actually in Scripture, something that was being done by the heathens uh, yes, as a day of uh, idol worship, the heathens' idol worship. So we went as far as during the time of the Greeks, um, St. James, with Antiochus Epiphanes and the Seleucid dynasty, and then trying to um, cause the Israelites to uh, worship these heathen, worship heathenistic uh, uh, idols, um, these heathens, excuse me, worshiping idols on uh, December the 25th and bringing that uh, sacrifice into our altar, our temple and putting it within our altar and trying to make the Israelites worship that. Um, that was done on what's known as December the 25th. Um, and then we showed you that Christ was actually born during the springtime and not in December. Say, Jane, what do you right. think about that? Yeah, so if we bring it all back, right? So we said, the original, did you know that segment it seems like a while ago, even though it's not that long ago, but time right. was flying, right? Um, right. We we were going. We said, "Did you know that Jesus Christ was not born on December 25th?" Right. That was checked. We proved that, right? Right. That's what you were just talking about, right? And then, um, what was the next one? The, the, the uh, December. Now I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> the December the 25th. Um, that that was the day. What, what was that one? What was that part? That had nothing to do with um, December the twenty fifth. Has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Right. Jesus Christ has nothing to do with December the twenty fifth. Right. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for refreshing my memory and the audience's memory because <laughs> you know I'm sure they didn't remember that either. So I appreciate y'all supporting that. And then, so what's this <laughs> next one coming up? That we got because this yeah, one so we have, was supposed to be crazy, right? Right. Yeah. So we have to um, answer this last question that we put out there in um the foundation of our belief, uh, part two, where right. we put the did you know that segment, and we have put out three questions, and we answered the first two regarding okay. so-called Christmas. The third one, which is what we're going to go into tonight, um, God willing, is did you know that Christmas is the most diabolical and paganistic holiday celebrated around the world? Did you now, know that? That's a bold statement, Mr. Powers. The Christmas itself is the most paganistic, or excuse me, excuse me, let me, let me, let me, excuse me, I started the wrong breakdown. The most diabolical and paganistic. Right. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's right. let's do it, sir. Let, let's let's see. Yeah. Where I mean, we at? where are we at? So I mean, again, um, we went through a lot of history. Of December was known as December the twenty fifth, and the reason why we have to say it like that is because. Again, um, in the scriptures, it speaks about the ninth month of Cassidy, mm-hmm. which is our ninth month. When I say right. our, the children of Israel, uh, the, their calendar, that's the ninth month. And the beginning of our month is in April. That's the beginning of the year for us. And it falls right in, you know, right in line with that. We, we actually show the audience that then when we start from April and we count Nine months down the line, we come to the month of Passover, 
which is December. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if we, now if we go from December being the ninth month, then January, St. James, would be what? The 10th month. Right. And February would be what? The 11th month. And March would be what? The 12th month. Right. So we, we're right back to the beginning of months for us, which would be April. Which right. um, we went in the scripture and show you that that's known as uh, also as the month of Abib. Right. And that's the time period of, well, well, that's the same month, rather, where we're supposed to be celebrating the Passover. On the first month, 14th day of the month, when you read Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, um, St. James lets you know that that's the time period where we're supposed to be celebrating the Passover. That's the same time period that Christ became 12 years old when they went to the Passover that year, that particular year in the second chapter. Right. So um, just... Just real quick, so, 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 so we're bringing it all back together, right? Is that we're showing back to, we're bringing everything right back to the scriptures, as it is what mysteries of the Bible, not not mysteries of Mr. Powers and St. James' opinion or exactly. philosophy on the Bible, right? This is mysteries of the Bible according to the Word of God, just showing clearly that it's not just some random day or date that was picked out there. There's a reason for everything. Right, I think we mentioned what the Jehovah's Witness they they picked up sometime in the fall and all that. Yep, we that's right. That we've disproved that. That's clear, and now we coming right back up. So let's talk about this 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 is diabolical. No, that's not a word, right? Di- diabolical, diabolical is a word. I was trying to think of <laughs> diabolical. Just saying the philosophy of the devil. How about that? Let's make it simple. <laughs> right. Before we go, I do want to mention certain things because again, you have people mm-hmm. saying certain things concerning Christ being born in the fall. But okay. when you read um, Luke, the second chapter, and you read about going back now during the time where Christ was getting ready to be born um, and Mary was with child and getting ready to go into labor, they had actually went into an inn. Remember that, right? Right, right. Um, I'm just briefing this because there's something that we didn't mention. I think it's important that we bring it up. Um, right. so there was no room in the inn. Um, an inn is a hotel. Okay. Um. And when they went into the inn, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were supposed to say St. James? No, no, I was just saying, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's still, that, that shouldn't need to be broken down too much, right? An inn, like a hotel, motel. Right, room. right. You, there, there's, there's even hotels, motels right now that's called inns. Right, so right. That, that's, that should be universally known, St. James. But when you read Luke, the second chapter, it says that there was in, in, in Mary and Joseph, she was with labor and they wanted to get a room in the inn and they there was no room in the inn that's why they they wanted to go into a manger manger uh to the side um question was why was there no room in the inn st james during that time yeah that's a good question and the reason for that is because how the scriptures tell you that the children of israel have to go to the passover attend the passover where the Lord God chooses, which at that time was in Jerusalem. So everybody was flocking to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Again, showing you the time period in which Jesus Christ was to be born was during the time of the Passover. Because at that time, when they actually tried to get it into a hotel, there was no room. It was booked because everybody had booked end because they was coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover again showing you the time period in which Christ was born which was during the time of the Passover ain't right. that funny yeah that's, yeah yes sir yeah I'm sorry I was looking back and 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 going through like look at the second chapter when you uh, as you were mentioning so you know, because I just want to make, it, make sure that it was clear. Because some people may look at it and say that there was, there was, there was tax, you know, and they say it was tax time. And that's right. It. So, but yeah, bringing it back to the focus of what is this? So it's the Passover. That's where everyone's right. going back to, to, to uh, as the commandment, as you mentioned in Deuteronomy, the 16th chapter. Right. And, and as it was brought out so beauty by the Holy Ghost and Comforter, because uh, again, he's our teacher and he's getting the information from directly from Christ. Um, and we're here to teach that information. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, you got to look at other things. There were shepherds that was in the flock that was outside. During the winter time, they're not outside. Okay, so that, and then, again, let you know that the time period couldn't have been in the winter time. 
so right. many things to look at when you you know when you look at the scriptures because the Lord put it all there, but He has to reveal it to the prophet to reveal it to the children of Israel to be able to understand because that's the only way you can understand the Word of God and it has to be revealed to you. Other than that, you're not going to be able to see it. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that out. St. James, everybody can know um, that we definitely know what we're talking about um, because we was taught by the prophet of God. We are ordained to teach the word of God, to show the word of God, to teach God's people's word, and to let the whole world know that the truth is here. This is what Mystery of the Bible is all about. Yes, sir, that, that one and true straight gate that's only found within the Israelite church of God and Jesus Christ. No school of divinity, all right? <laughs> it's the <laughs> new Hebrew academy. That's right, straight gate. So again, like we were talking, so let's 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 answer that question because there's so much information uh, to bring out, St. James. Did you know that Christmas is the most diabolical, paganistic holiday celebrated around the world? So we're gonna go into that. Um, St. James, anything you want to say before we go into that? No, I just wanted to let's yeah, let's do it. So, so diabolical means so what's the, what's the root? Like how do we get you get diabolical? Because that's some. Um, some people may try and think that's that's grandiose. That's a grandiose way of saying it. But if we get to the base, like what's what's diabolical going into? Yeah, diabolical is, is letting you know that it's rooted in Satanism. It's, it's, mm -hmm. It was Satan, right? Diabolical. You know, in Spanish they call Satan a diablo. That's dealing with Satan. So um, when I say diabolical, you know that it's rooted in Satanism. It's rooted in the occult. Um, what's known as December twenty fifth has always been a pagan holiday among the heathens, okay? Yes. It's always been something that's been uh, pagan worshipped, uh, surrounded around what's known as December the 25th. The 25th day of December has always been surrounded around occultism, pagan, paganism, going all the way back to what's known as our beginning, St. James. And I want to explain that again, what our beginning is referring to. Our beginning is referring to this world, the world we're living in right now, St. James. There was a world that was here prior to the world that we're living in now. Um, that world was the world that existed during the time of Adam, St. James. And it's very important that we explain that because this is gonna go into how all this came about. All this occultism, uh, worshiping of idols, how did that come into play in this world? Um, how did it all transpire? You have to go back to the beginning. St. James, we would explain that. So I'm going to be briefing this um, because, like I mentioned, it's a lot of information. It could take three, four hours easily just to go into this. So we're going to brief this as much as possible, summarize this so everybody could get the important thing about what so called Christmas is about that it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ and that is rooted in the occult, St. James. Right. So now we're going from, right? So we're going from right now, the present day, and we got this stockings and Christmas trees and all that. And now we're going back to before all that started happening. Like where, where did this this first start coming in? And that's why we're going all the way back to the beginning. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I got you. In part one and part two, we went from this time period um, to the time of Christ and showing you that He was born in springtime. Then we actually showed you that that date, that's known as December the 25th, was uh -huh. a date that was being celebrated before. Christ was even born and manifested in the earth, in the flesh. It predated Christ's birth. It was being done during the time of the Greeks with um, Antiochus Epiphany in the Seleucid dynasty. It was being done during the time of the Romans in which Christ came. It predated the birth of Christ. So how can that have anything to do with Christ? And like I mentioned, um, even the word Christmas, which means uh, Christ's mass, um, did not come into play until the fifth century. Uh, 4th century, 5th century, right around that time period, um, showing you that that had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Nowhere in the scriptures do you see the apostles, the holy apostles celebrating what's known as um, December 25th. That's nowhere in scripture. You can't find that anywhere. So we went to show you that all the way back to the Greeks. We showed you the date. December, it was known as December the 25th is actually in scripture, known as the, the, the day that the heathens worshipped their idol god. So now we're going to show you the origin and how that happened. So we have to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, okay. So what was taking place in the beginning? Um, you had during the time of Adam and um, the Adamites. You know, can't go into too much detail with that. Um, we'll have to save that for another class. But um, you had Adam and Eve and the children of Adam and his descendants. 
uh, like Methuselah, mm-hmm. like Enoch, um, and then Noah. Um, right. That world. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Saint James. Talk. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. So yeah, just so we can. All right. So 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 we're going to the beginning. Everyone should be familiar with Adam and Eve, right? They may not be so familiar with Methuselah and Enoch, but we hope they would be because this is supposed to be in the Bible area, right? Of Blog Talk Radio and and podcasts. But then there were other people that were there. Right, so that's what we're referring to as far as the Adamites. So these, are, these are other people that are descendants of Adam. Right, and they were not the only people that was there. Again, right. Hint for those of you that don't know, we'll come back to that at some point in the future. Um, but there was other. Yep, stay tuned. So there was other people, St. James, that were there on the earth. Um, everyone knew at that time in the first world that there was one God and one Lord, that there was only one God and one Lord until wickedness started setting in by the children of the wicked at that time. There was children that became the wicked, the sons of Satan, and they started uh, introducing the worshiping of idols, um, you know, man's inventions and uh, creations of man and statues and, and you know, worshiping these, these mighty beings and these idols that they were creating. And wickedness started spreading throughout the whole planet Earth, St. James. So yeah, point. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I'm sorry. So, so that's, um, and again, so if you have questions on any of this stuff, because this is a lot of deep information that is very difficult uh, to actually brief um, without giving. So if you have questions, uh, where's that, that uh, the email address again? Uh, Mr. Powell is at blogtalkradio at icgjc.org. Blogtalk at icgjc.org. Okay. Yeah, just straight blog talks, not blog talk radio. So thank you, sir. This is blog talk at icgjc.org. If you have a question about some of that, we'd be more than happy to go in more detail. Um, but again, for the purposes of this show, we just is not nowhere near time to go into that. Absolutely. But well, we have we have to mention it to get to the time period that we're 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 going into. So again, um, you even have people the scripture speak about people that were uh, known to be artificers, which were people that was uh, skilled in creating idols and different things of that nature. So that, again, the influence of the wicked spread throughout the earth and caused the anger of God, the anger of God to come in and bring in a judgment, okay, which was the flood that destroyed the first world. Um, the flood was, a, was, was, brought, was brought on the planet earth to establish that there's only one God. And that none of these idols can save them. Okay, you had from the chosen line of Adam, um, God had chosen Noah, and in, in the New Testament, God caused Noah the preacher of righteousness. Um, what was Noah doing as a preacher of righteousness? What was he preaching? He was preaching that there's only one God <laughs> during that time, and he was letting them know that judgment was coming. There's only one God. There's only one Lord. And that your gods, your idol, your gods are idols. They're not the true God. And they was gonna find that out when God brings that judgment, which He did, which was the flood. All right. So and they so all. We, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry. So, so we so, so we, we keep everybody on the same page. So you had Adam and Eve and his children, right? And then out of those children, there was still a wicked one, right? Whose name was Cain. Right. You referring to with the wicked one, correct? Right. Yes, I didn't want to mention Cain because again, there's a lot of a lot of history I, I, behind that. I'm trying to I, I, it, but go ahead. Yeah. So no, I got you. So and then it's his children that were artificing, they were making the idols, or doing all these, all bringing all this negativity and wickedness. And then once that wickedness got to a certain point, then the judgment had to come in, and that judgment was the flood. And this is where we pick up with Noah, who was preaching and warning everybody, right, about the flood that was coming, which was a judgment from. Our Lord, King and Savior Jesus Christ, right? Correct. And preach, he preached uh, for 120 years. Uh-huh. Um, he was preaching for 120 years. He let him know from that point forward that he was, God let him know he was going to bring the flood. 120 years later, he was preparing the ark. Um, he was he was preaching the warning that God was bringing judgment for their wickedness. He was letting everybody know that their idols and the worshiping of their idols as God is not God. But the one true God is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, and then he brought forth the flood. He saved eight souls from that, which was Noah, his wife, their three sons, and their wives. Um, which brings us to the point we're at right now. So when God brought the flood, he saved those eight souls. Noah had three sons. His son's name was 
of Shem and and Japheth and their wives. Um, when they, when God brought the flood, um, the ark eventually landed in Mount Ararat, and from there they started migrating um, to the area known as um, that's known today as Mesopotamia, uh, what they call the Fertile Crescent. Um, which you know, people try to tell you that's the origin of civilization, which is not correct because it was a world that existed prior to that. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, this I'm was. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I'm with you. Yes, sir. Keep going. Yeah. And this was the time period where men started to replenish the earth. Okay. Okay. And once men started to replenish the earth, the sons of Noah started having children again. Now this is going to start going into the time period of where Christmas came from. So when you go to Genesis, the 10th chapter of St. James. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to prove that one right there. Because I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. You're talking about Noah, his sons, and then you knew him at Christmas all the way back then. Right? When, yep. Right? That's if right. You have, if you have one family and one common belief, right? Everyone's going to be speaking the same thing. They're going to be, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they should be all together. Right. So you go back to Genesis, the 10th chapter. That's known as, um, in the scriptures, um, that's commonly known as the table of nations because it's going to start to describe how these three sons eventually became nations once they started having children. Wow, amazing. Can you believe that? That there actually are names in the Bible and these names correspond to actual historical events and historical figures. And it's not just, you know, because a lot of times people look at the names and they just gloss over them, but not everything in the Bible is important. This is crazy, Mr. Power. I'm telling you, so much information. I mean, uh, everything that I just mentioned to you, it, it, was, it was just a brief summary. There's so much history behind that. Um, like I said, it could take hours, and, and, and you have to be have a lot of knowledge of the scriptures. Um, that's why you have to come into it. It's not church of Christ. The point of what we're giving you all this information is to show you that what you're doing is actually worshiping Satan. And then if you continue in that path, then that's going to lead you into the path of destruction and hell. So this information that you're listening here, is to get you to a point to say, hey, what am I doing? I am, this is not the right path I'm taking. And then you're going to start to come in and learn the true path, come in and learn the true way of following the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you can, you can have an opportunity to be saved because we are living in the last days. Um, and it's very important that we go back to the origin of everything that happened because a lot of stuff that was being done back then is being done right now. As they have brought back that same plan which we're going to get into in a minute. So we're in Genesis, the 10th chapter, um, St. James, and we're referring to how Noah, his sons, um, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, started to replenish the earth, repopulate the earth after the flood. Genesis chapter 10, let's read verse 1, please. Yes, sir. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah. So these are the generations of the sons of Noah. Again, everybody... That's on the planet Earth right now comes from the sons of Noah because these are the ones that made it out of that first world. The scripture is also known as the elder world, um, the world in the time they were living in. They survived that because God saved them through the ark. Read it one more time, please. Now, these are the generations of the sons of Noah. Shem, Ham. Shem. Shem is one. Go ahead. Ham. Ham, that's two. Ham is very important right now. Go and Japheth. And Japheth. So these are the three sons. Read on. And unto them were sons. And unto of them. them. I'm sorry. Slow that one more time, please. And unto what? Unto them. And unto them. Unto those three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Read on. Were sons born after the flood. You see that? Were sons born after the flood so they replenished the earth they repopulated the earth okay and through them repopulating the earth st james shem ham and japheth had given those sons the events and the historical background on what happened during that first world okay there was no record there was, that information was passed through word of on St. James. So they were right. given all the information that happened 
Um, they was given information about the, 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 the lineage of Adam and his 10 sons. This is why you have records out there of these heathens. These heathens have records out there actually of the lineage of Adam in, in, the, in these cultures. This is why you have records all throughout the world of a, a flood that happened because this is information that was passed on from Shem, Ham, and Japheth to their children. And again, throughout the process of time, it started changing a bit, but, but there's a common origin to it uh, amongst all, all nations that there is, there was a universal flood. They know that. Um, there was a confusion of languages. They, they know that. Um, that. All that information got passed down. So what took place in the first world and how God destroyed the world um, due to a flood because they were being wicked and they wanted to be, their mindset was to be evil continually. And because of that, God brought um, destruction on the planet Earth. That information was passed down to their children. So now that that information is passed down to them, um, we're going to start seeing certain characters come into play. Um, let's jump to verse 8 now. Is it Mr. Pastor? Can I say something real quick, though? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you, sir. It's, and just too before, because, you know, sometimes they got, there's a perspective in, in the world, especially about things being sexist, right? We're saying sons, if there were sons and daughters born during that time, but the focus is on the sons, why? Because the lineage goes from the sons, right? From the man, from the seed of the man is how the lineage is tracked. I just wanted to make that clear as, as why I may say one thing, and it's not excluding anyone else, it's the focus is on that. Right, absolutely. Thank you for that. That, that was a good point you brought out there. So now we're gonna see certain characters take, take play and, um, starting to have presidents just starting to, to come out. Um, if you go to um, verse 6, yes, let's go to Genesis chapter 10, read verse 6, please. And the sons of Ham. Now, the sons of Ham. We mentioned Ham being one of the sons of Noah. Now we're going to start mentioning who his sons are. And the sons of Ham. Go ahead. Cush. Cush. Now, Cush today is known as the Ethiopians. Um, come on. And Mizraim. Mizraim is known as um, the Egyptians. Go ahead. And Foot. And Foot. Read on. And Canaan. And Canaan. Read verse 7. And the sons of Cush, Siva, and Havilah, and Sabta, and Raama, and Sabtika, and the sons of Raama, Sheba, and Dedan. Verse 8. And Cush begat Nimrod. Stop right there. <laughs> this is the guy right here that everything comes from. All the the wickedness, um, the evil, the root of paganism, the occult. Read it again, please. Verse eight. And Cush begat Nimrod. So like and Cush begat Nimrod. So this is the son of Cush. Um again. Once the information was told to them about what took place in the first world, St. James, um, that information was passed to their children, um, how, how that land was given to uh, idolatry and the worshiping the idols, and God destroyed <clears throat> man because of their evilness and their wickedness. Here you have now Cush giving birth to a son and naming his son Nimrod. <laughs> Do you know what Nimrod means, St. James? Uh, no, I mean, please, uh, please uh, enlighten me, sir. Nimrod means let us rebel. Mm. Now, why is that important, St. James? It's a good question. Because at that time, people were named after certain things that was taking place, certain events. Um, you're going to see during the flood that the, you have someone that was named Peleg. Because it says in the earth, in his days, the earth was divided. So his name, Peleg, means divided. So they were named after certain things, certain events, uh, certain characteristics. So here you have a man that was called Nimrod. Look at the mindset. Like, how are you calling somebody named Nimrod? Okay. It means let us rebel. So again, they had this information from the first world of being evil and God bringing that judgment of, of being evil and causing the flood. Now you're seeing this being brought back on the planet Earth again, where they were going to rebel against God. 
and be defiant against God because they wanted to continue to be wicked. And this all stems and originates with this man named Nimrod. Why is that important? Because you're going to find out that this is the man that was actually uh, uh, where December the 25th is focused on. That that tradition has done every year is to pay homage to Nimrod on December the 25th. That's how far back this goes. We're in Genesis, the 10th chapter of St. James. A little, a little over 100 years after the flood, a little more than 100 years after the flood. And you see that Nimrod is coming into play. His name means let us rebel. Um, and we're going to start talking about this man. Because um, the beginning of that kingdom in the area of Mesopotamia was actually started by this man, um, Nimrod. Again, what, what, what is he all about, St. James? What was his purpose? What did he do? This guy actually brought back Satan back onto the earth. He reestablished the occult back into the earth. He reestablished the, uh, the worshiping of idols back into the earth. This is what Nimrod was, was doing to be defined against God. Okay. Nimrod was trying to bring back as it is brought up so perfectly by the gods and comfort, holy apostle chief, in a class that he did titled one Lord, one God. And Nimrod was actually trying to bring that information back of the idols. Okay, he was trying to bring that back. Okay, he wanted to bring and spread that back all over the planet Earth. Again, it makes perfect sense why his name is called Nimrod. Let us rebel. What are they, who are they rebelling against? Against God. St. James. Yeah, this is, this is crazy because you look, you just see a list of names and then all of a sudden you see Nimrod and then <laughs> you see the focus shift. Like now there's a whole lot right behind Nimrod. So yeah, this is and that's a name recognizable today too, right? I mean right. people do hear about Nimrod. I mean, that's something that most people have heard before. Right. You ever heard that statement when somebody tells you don't be a Nimrod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a common statement, but a lot of people don't know what it what it means. But don't be a Nimrod. In other words, don't be rebellious. Don't be rebellious like Nimrod because his name means rebel. Let us rebel. Huh. So this was this is Amazing. This is going back to, I mean, we're, 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 we're at the cradle of the reestablishment of civilization in this world. That's why I said we have to go back to the beginning of our time, this world. And now you're starting to see rebellion, idolatry, the worshiping of idols is going to start to be introduced back onto the planet Earth. And it was being done by this man named Nimrod. So let's read verse 9 again, please. Or, or 8. I'm sorry, eight. So, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. Yeah, he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He started to conquer. Um, his, his name became well established amongst the, the nations, the heathens at that time. Um, he was making a name for himself. Um, he was being fine against God. And he was getting away with certain things. Um, he was skilled in hunting. Uh, he was conquering. And he was making a name for himself. He knew how to track uh, individuals and conquer. Um, now this information we're bringing up, because again, there's so, so much information on, on Nimrod and what took place in the beginning. Um, the Holy God and Comfort, the Holy Apostles, the Star Priest, uh, Tazadakia, uh, did a class titled Facebook. And in this class, he went into details of what was transpiring with Nimrod and what was transpiring at the beginning of that time. How that was a plan from the very beginning, which is uh, from Nimrod, which is to uh, uh, a plot to reestablish the wickedness on the earth, which is going to go into certain things he started building. So let's read uh, verse 9, then we're going to jump. Read uh, verse 9 again. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Right, he started getting a name for himself. Read on. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Stop right there. Read that part again. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Right. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. So again, why is it saying in the beginning of his kingdom was Babel? Um, you got to look at what's taking place. This is um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ revealing all this information to uh, Moses. And he's shown everything to Moses. And Moses is bringing back all this information and writing it down. So 
um, certain parts is going to be past tense. It says, in the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. The word Babel means confusion. It's telling you what happened to that kingdom. That kingdom became the kingdom of confusion. And we're going to go into why that became the kingdom of confusion. Before it was called the kingdom of Babel, it was known, St. James, as the gate of God. This is what Nimrod was calling that, his kingdom. He was calling it the gate of God. Amazing, right? Yeah, so, so even so, all that where, like these rulers and dictators and all that, where they, they, they claim to be like in the seat, like like they are a God, all that goes back to Nimrod. Right. That, is that fair? Wow. Yep. He called it the gate of God. And what he was telling the inhabitants of the earth at that time, is that he's going to be God. Because he's going to get rid of the true living God. I'm going to rebel and be defined against God. I'm going to get God. I'm going to go after God and destroy him because I'm going to get him for what he did to my forefathers. This is the mindset of Nimrod. So he was telling, remember, individuals are seeing Nimrod do certain things. They're thinking, okay, judgment is going to come down because they knew about what happened during the first world. They see him getting away with certain things. They've seen him conquer, being a mighty hunter. They're like, oh, damn. He's getting away with all these things. And he's letting them know, listen, come follow me. Okay? I'm going to be God. I'm going to get rid of the true living God. And I'm going to avenge what happened to our forefathers. Our God destroyed them. He said, I'm going to avenge them. That's the mindset. This guy right here, Nimrod. He's always one, this guy. Started with the one. Yep. This is the one that introduced Satan right back on the planet Earth. Um, and again, I mean, so much information. Um, so let me read verse 9 again. Let me read verse 10. I'm sorry. In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Right. In the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. So again, before it was called Babel, it was called the gate of God. Um, it became known as Babel or Babylon because of what God did um, to that city that he was creating. And in that city, there was a tower that he was getting ready to create, which is going to show you the mindset of Nimrod and what his plans was when we go to Genesis, the 11th chapter. So in the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Read on. And Erech, and Akkad, and Kalna, in the, in the land of Shinar. In the land of Shinar, very very important. Shinar is letting you know the area that it was going to be at. Akkad, known as Akkadian. So you have the land of Shinar, which is in that area in Mesopotamia. You know, and a lot of people, like so-called scholars, like to go back to uh, Shinar, or the area of Mesopotamia, also known as Sumer, Sumer, Sumerians, and again, try to attribute these people to me in the beginning of civilization. Give me a break. Come on. Um, we have information going back to Genesis showing you all these things predating all that this is where wickedness began <laughs> yeah now how do you know wickedness was being done how do you know that Nimrod was introducing idolatry and the worshipping of idols um, back on the planet earth when you go further to uh, around Genesis 12 and 13 when God calls again uh, he chooses who he wants to um, give his direct lineage to of being righteous, when we speak about Abraham, which is a universal name throughout the planet Earth, he told Abraham to leave the area where he was at, which is in Mesopotamia, because that area that he was living at was given to idols. And his father, whose name was Terah, was worshiping idols. So that's how you know that the introduction of the idols came back on the planet Earth, and it came back to Nimrod, because during the time of Abraham, that land was heavy into idols, and his father was heavy into idolatry. St. James? Yes, sir. Yeah, it is. And he said it's a lot. It's a lot of information. It's heavy information. But I'm just keeping the focus on what is it? This all goes back to still focusing on what? On the origination of where, how, how, excuse me, not aware of how Christmas became the most diabolical and paganistic holiday celebrated today. Right. And not only that, um, this is actually the origin of the occult. With Christmas being at the top of that, so-called Christmas, was known as Christmas today being at the top of the list. But the origin, the the, the origin of occultism, starts here. 
in this part of the world, in this time period, with Nimrod. All right, so that's so that diabolical goes into, you know, Diablo, it goes right straight back to the devil and Satan, right? And and then, so the occult, goes, that goes into the paganism and all that. Right. So again, Nimrod is a mighty hunter. Um, was trying to get all nations to actually um, uh, go against God. So now we're going to Genesis, the 11th chapter. Um, he wanted to get to a point uh, where he figured that he could uh, eventually provoke a war with God. <laughs> that he got to a point where he says, I'm powerful enough to provoke a war with God because I want to continue to be wicked. But this time, I'm not going to be like my forefathers. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be ready when God comes. Because I know God is going to come because we're being wicked. Because they're doing wickedness. Because they're worshiping idols. They know that God eventually is going to come. But I'm going to be ready for him. Let's read about that. Genesis the 11th chapter. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just funny. It's just food for thought. And we definitely can't go into this tomorrow. But, you know, is that attitude recognizable today? Oh, yeah. Did they have, did they have technology that they, they can't, that God can't even stop them? No matter what, I'm, I'm sorry, so I'm not going. I'm not going to go into another place with it. But it's maybe for another episode. No, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. Like I mentioned, so much information. We're going to talk a little bit about that because we have to go into. It. But again, um, this was the problem with what happened in the former world, in the first world. That same mindset that Nimrod is bringing back, bringing back, is what caused God to bring destruction to that first world. Here he is. Here he is bringing it back again. In the beginning of this world which is known as our world right now so let's go to genesis 11 chapter please verse one verse and one and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech now everyone on the planet earth at this time was speaking one language um and they were speaking and they had one speech meaning they spoke it one way it was in different dialects they were all speaking that one language and they were speaking that one speech, okay? And that was known as, was known today as ancient Hebrew. Um, you have people, scholars trying to, try to call it Aramaic. Um, Aramaic is a dialect of ancient Hebrew. But uh, scholars try to say, well, during the time of Christ, they spoke Aramaic, which is really saying that they spoke ancient Hebrew because they don't want to tell you the ancient Hebrew. But this is talking about ancient Hebrew, what's known as ancient Hebrew today. Um, that was being spoken at that time by the whole world. Now, this caused a great event to happen on the planet Earth, and it's going to explain certain things. Read verse 1 again, please. And the whole Earth was of one language and of one speech. So they was all, they was all united. They were together. One common goal, one common mindset, speaking one language and speaking in one, one dialect. Come on. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Right, so it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. So now they started migrating as they had came from uh, Mount Ararat eventually over 100 years ago. Some time had passed. They started migrating down to the area that's known as Mesopotamia. That area that's known as the land of Shinar is in that area known as Mesopotamia. Um, we also read about Abraham being there like Ur of the Chaldees. That's all that same area. So they came to the area known as the land of Shinar. Come on. And they dwelt there. And they dwelt there. Come on. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. Remember, we read in Genesis 10, verse 10, that the beginning of Nimrod's kingdom was Babel. And before it was called Babel or Babylon, it was known as the gate of God. This is what we're referring to right here. This is that city that they began to build. And this is what's showing you the, I'm start showing you the mindset of Nimrod. Okay, Nimrod was going to build himself a kingdom. And in this kingdom, he was going to be defined against God and try to eventually provoke a war against God. This is, this is his mindset. This is the plot and plan behind Nimrod. And he had all nations following him. All nations was one, unified in this, in this mindset, St. James, and this goal outside of, of course, the righteous that was there, which was coming out of the line of Shem. This is the, you know, Hamites right here. He had everybody under that one banner. Okay, today you know that as a one world government or a new world order. This is the origin of that right here with Nimrod. Read on. Verse 3. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. Now, 
somebody might read that and be like, okay, that that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But again, God puts everything there for a reason. Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. So what's, so what's special about bricks, sir? I mean, brick and then burning them. Like, okay, so, yeah, that's, all right, so please, if, please explain <laughs> that. Because people look at that, all right. But, again, they're building a city. Remember, they're, they're they migrated, they got to this area, they started to build a city. Now, in this city, the city is called the Gate of God. We talked about okay. Babylon here. It became known right. as Babylon. It was explain how it became Babylon, which means land of confusion. But it was the Gate of God. That city was known as the Gate of God because Nimrod was said, I'm going to be God. And in this city, I'm going to come up and be defined and provoke God to war and come up against God and defeat God. So they did something called verse 3. And they said one to another, go to it. Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. So what they were going to do is they know there was going to be wicked. They know there was going to be evil. And they said they know that eventually God will come down. Right? At that time, they weren't building structures the way it was being done right here. So what they reverse through one more time. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they have brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. Right. So this is showing you was <laughs> during this time, St. James, what they were doing, being defined against God, it was actually um, um, building bricks with mortar, built, you know, different things of that nature. This was known as technology at this time, St. James. This is something new that was being done on the earth. It was, what was being done here is they were starting to build a structure, and this structure that they was getting ready to build was to actually withstand um, a flood, okay? What was the purpose of them using brick with mortar? Is to withstand the flood. And they go, and they started to build this tower now, okay? And now the purpose of them building this tower is because they know they're gonna be wicked and they want this tower to reach up unto heaven. So just in case when God comes back, because he's gonna come and visit the earth for their wickedness, that they're gonna be ready for him. That they're gonna be able to withstand this flood. This is why they were building, uh, uh, what you see here is technology at this time. And they had built for stones and slime had they for more. This is showing you technology. Read verse 4. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Now, I'm sorry, is there anything you want to say on that scene, James? Because I know, like I mentioned, it's a lot of information here. No, yeah, it's a whole lot. So I'm just, I'm just still amazed that this is, this just shows you again why only in the Israelite church of God in Jesus Christ. That's the only place you're going to hear a breakdown straight from the prophet of God, the father, that God sent come for the holy apostle and chief high priest, Isaiah. You're not going to get technology out of brick and mortar. And if you even thought that you were going to try and say that, you a damn liar. You, you're crazy. You're not going to say brick and mortar is, is technology. They're exactly. not going to say that, Mr. Pilot. They're not going to say that's technology. Come on. That's, that's, that's comical, man. But it's the truth. I mean, look at it. It's something that was not done before. They had what? They had stones before, and they had mortar. Right. But now they're saying they're using something different. Right. And why are right. they using something different? And it all makes sense. That's crazy, Mr. Powers. I'm telling you, this is this is information that surpasses people's intellect, the understanding. They, they have to be showed this. Again, this is the first instance that you read about this here. Okay? And this is, again, because they was coming up against God. This is all in the mindset of coming up against God. This is how they're coming up with this information. And it makes so much sense because today they do the same thing. Right. <laughs> they try to build on uh, earthquake Talk. buildings. <laughs> what else, St. James? Talk to me. Yeah, that's it. You, you, you want to try and cover, they want to try and cover all the bases, right? They, they want to try to cover the bases. They want hurricane-proof buildings, earthquake-proof buildings. They got Star Wars systems when they know angels will come in. I'm trying to protect the earth, you know, everything. They go, they want to make sure they're going to be able to fight against God. This is, is the same, like you said, sir, it's, it, it's, it's crystal clear this is an attitude that's coming forth. And now you're seeing what, what they're doing at that time based on that attitude that they have, that they are going to resist and rebel against God. Right. That same right. thing we've been talking about on the mysteries of the Bible. It's an attitude against God. Exactly. With Jesus Christ. That's right. So they were, their mindset was, we don't need God. We're going to build these buildings that's going to withstand whatever God is going to bring. Because they got destroyed the first time for being evil continually. They ain't going to do it this time. So that lets you know, we're going to be evil. 
<laughs> we're going to be evil, but we're going to wait for God to come because we know that within that evil, God is going to eventually visit us. Yeah. So this is, this is where we're at, St. James. I'm sorry, there's one more thing. And that just shows you, you know, how important it is you know, to have the knowledge, right? They go into all this effort, and after it was already determined, the Lord is not going to destroy the earth again with a flood. They go into all this effort in vain for no reason whatsoever. They spend an hour, like they're toiling. They're not making bricks. That's not easy work. They're going through all this effort to try to do something to prevent something that's never going to come again. Because why? They didn't trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But they limited themselves. So that's, that's why it's so important. You have to trust in God. Because then you're going to listen and follow the breakdown. All right, you, as if that's the only way that the creator of the world could destroy the world is one way. I mean, come on. Right. right. You're putting, a, you're putting God into a box. I mean, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> you, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so again, that's... I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. So we digress. So I'm sorry, sir. Because we were supposed to be showing. It, it is showing, though. This is the attitude against Christmas. Like Chris, all this stuff comes from Christmas, man. All this stuff. <laughs> all this stuff comes from Christmas. Um, uh, it goes into every culture, which we're going to speak about in a minute because we're going to get to it. So, again, showing you Nimrod, remember, his, his character is what? Let us rebel. Okay, mm-hmm. this is why you have to be careful. You name your children certain things. You don't even know what you're calling your, your son, your daughter. That That's a vibration. Right. Okay. He had that vibration of him of being wicked. That's the mindset that he had. Let us rebel. Mm-hmm. So what was Nimrod's mindset at this time? He said, we can't build things with stone like the way God had it originally set up because that's how God is tricking us. Let us not use those materials. Let us come up with something new. Let us create something that's going to be stronger than what God has left. Let's create, let's create a structure that's going to have brick for stone and slime hat bay for mortar. Again, showing you that mindset um, to reinforce like, like concrete type of structures. So the waters, when the waters come down and beat, beat down upon the structure, that they will be able to withstand it. It's not going to be able to flood them. This is why it says they was building a tower. Let's read verse 4 again. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. You see that? They was building that city. That city was called what? The gate of God. And a what? A tower. A tower. You see that? Now, what's the purpose of a tower? Okay. In, in the biblical language, the purpose of a tower, as the Holy Ghost and Comforter um, uh, uh, taught us amazingly on the class entitled, um, you shall hear Wars and rumors of wars. Um, he mentioned that a tower in the biblical language, when you have a kingdom, St. James, and you have towers set up and fortified in the front, it's to go in and look at the sea of what's coming. If you have enemies coming, you're able to see from far off. You have people stationed on a tower to see if there's any aggression coming. So look at, look, look at the mindset of Nimrod and how he was unified and won under this one world order, this one world mindset where they was actually going to be defined against God. So they wanted to build a tower whose top, whose top may reach unto heaven. Why? If God comes and destroys the world again, then we'll be able to withstand that. We'll be able to survive that. We can see there's any aggression coming from God. See the mindset of this guy, St. James? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, like, it, it, it's telling you right there. It's telling you right there in the verse what the purpose was. Whose top may reach unto heaven. Why I need to go all the way up into heaven? Right. How high did the waters get last time? <laughs> <laughs> it went higher than the highest mountain. And they're trying to go beyond that. We're not going to use stone. We're going to use brick. <laughs> so if God comes and brings the world, uh, come to destroy the world again with a flood, our brick will remain standing. That was the purpose of them creating that tower. They wanted to continue to be wicked. This is what Nimrod was pushing. Mm. Read it again, please. Whose top may reach unto heaven. Again, the flood went over the highest mountain. So they wanted to go beyond that. What was he doing? He was preparing for another fight. He was getting ready. And he had allies with him. The nations all conspired to be together as one. 
why they wanted every imagination of their heart to continue to be wicked, like it says in the scriptures, and to be evil continually. That God ain't going to stop us this time. This is, this is the mindset of Nimrod. Come on. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Yeah, let us make us a name. We got technology now. We got brick and mortar. And they have technology. And they're thinking that with their technology, their mindset is, we could withstand God. We could come up against God. Read it one more time, please. Lest we be, excuse me, let us, middle of verse 4, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. You see that? Because they wanted to win this war. They knew that God was going to come. They wanted to be defined against God. And their, their mindset was, we're going to win this war against God when he comes down. Again, because they was being wicked. Nimrod introduced idol worship back into the earth. He declared himself a God. He introduced idolatry, occultism, paganism. All back on the earth. Read on. Verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. Right, so then God heard of this evil that was being done. And he went down to see what was taking place. Read that verse again, please. Verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. Read on. And the Lord said... Behold, the people is one. The what? The people is one. Yeah, you see, they're one. They're, they're one, meaning they have that one mindset, which is to be against God, okay? That one mindset to come up against God and to fight God and to both throw God into a war so they can defeat God and say that, that he's the true God. And they can continue in the worship of their idol worship. So God came down and he actually seen what was going on with men and he intervened with their plan, with this one world plan, this one mindset they had. Read on. Middle verse 6. And they have all one language. Right. They all spoke one language, which is that ancient Hebrew. It was known as ancient Hebrew today. Um, it was known as the holy tongue back then, because that was the tongue that everyone was speaking. Now, how do you know that is ancient Hebrew? When you go into the scriptures, you, you see how angels came down. And they, was, they, they spoke in what? In the holy tongue. The word of God also tells you that um, when you speak a different language, that if you speak within, within the holy tongue, that that's preferable, St. James. Mm -hmm. When you pray, it's preferable to speak in the Hebrew tongue because that's the language of God, was known as ancient Hebrew. So they was all speaking that one language. Read verse 6 again, please. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. Right, and they were unified. I'm sorry, and they were unified in this mindset. And they had this one language. Come on. And this they begin to do. And this they begin to do to be what? To be defined against God. Come on. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Right, they have imagined what? To continue to be evil, to worship idols, to be defined against God, to come up and provoke a, to provoke a war against God, and to try to defeat God. So what did God do? He intervened in that plan. Verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language. You see that? Conf confound their language. So now, what are we seeing here? This great event God, that took place on the planet Earth, the confusion of languages. This is how the whole Earth right now, St. James, in the speaking different languages. Everything stemming from what took place with this man called Nimrod. You see that? Mm. Come on. Verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So what did God do? He shut down Nimrod and his plan. His plan of building this tower to come up against God because he wanted to continue to be wicked. Again, what did... What did um, Nimrod do, he introduced the occult back. He introduced the, the, the worship of Satan back onto the planet Earth. Idolatry was brought back on the planet Earth. Why is that important? Tune in to the next episode of Mysteries of the Bible, the Christmas special, part speak four. the wisdom of God in the mystery. I want you to understand it. it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery.